Hello guys and welcome to Inside the Mind of Maria, the consistently inconsistent podcast where the podcaster and not the listener gets the most from the podcast. So yes, it has been a minute. It has been a while. My life has been uh, ebbs of up and down and I am feeling with enough energy to do this and it's long overdue. I had made a podcast about manifesting the man of my dreams, but I only talked about letting go of all those beliefs that conflicted with the man that I wanted because I couldn't, as Ricky Goodall had said, you can't have conflict and beliefs. They'll cancel each other out. So what I didn't do when I did my last podcast is give you details of the man of my dreams. And that's because I wasn't really sure that I wanted to do that. Um, I was kind of fearful, actually. I was afraid. And the fear was that if I wanted this man, because what happened is Ricky Goodall had told me that I can manifest anything I want and be as detailed as possible, and I did, but I was maybe too detailed and I I became afraid. I was afraid that if I gave him all these details that it was A, impossible to put them all in one person, or um, I may miss out on a good opportunity because I was busy being nitpicky about, you know, symmetrical face shape or something like that. <laughs> That's one of the things I had asked for, or that I wanted somebody that was five foot eight to six foot because I, it feels comforting to put my head in his chest and it feels protected. You know, I feel protected. But before I give you guys the details, which are actually just going to be more like a summary of what I want in a man uh, because I'm not going to give you the every detail that I had planned on doing before which is every single detail from his head down to his toes and his actions and how he moves all that I did away with that and just looked at it from what are deal breakers and so I summarized some I removed all the nitpicky stuff and I just put in what is definitely going to be a deal breaker if I don't get this. Like, this is not even a relationship that I would like to start. But before I do that, I want to talk to you about my manifesting powers. (laughs) So um, I should have known that I can manifest stuff because without even knowing that I was connected or before ayahuasca, before meditation, before all of that, I had written a list of what I wanted and this is what's really interesting is what I wanted then is not who I wanted who I want now the person that I'm about to reveal to you that I want um, I'm looking for inner qualities before I I was really well you're younger you know and you want you want a hot body (laughs) because you're hot (laughs) so you're like I want that too (laughs) Um, so I would just let you know that my first list I wanted a Puerto Rican because I loved their passion for dancing and talking and life and like your whole life could be going to shit but Puerto Ricans seem to have a livelihood that just you know they're jubilant and happy so I, I really wanted that and I wanted someone that was five foot eight to six foot uh, I wanted to have a symmetrical face and la- I wanted him to be Latino and speaking Spanish um, I'm trying to think of all the details that I wanted I wanted him to love salsa dancing be into music understand the entertainment business he didn't necessarily need to be part of it. He just needed to be understanding of it and encouraging as opposed to get the hell out. What are you doing? Um, someone that cooks for me, massages me and that kind of stuff. Well, I got him. I was very detailed and I got him. 
but I forgot to tell the universe that he not talked that much. And boy, could he talk. I think on our third date, I got in one word. He, and that's only because he stopped and he said, hey, did you want dessert? And just as I was about to say yes, he answered himself. <laughs> he said, never mind, I'll get that for you. I know what you'll want. And that was that. I was miserable with the guy I wanted on paper. He was all those things, but I forgot to tell the universe that he not talked that much. And he did. Um, come to find out, I now have friends that are, I guess you can call them white witches. And they say that you have to be very literal or, or your angels and your guides who bring you everything you ever wanted, they take things very little. So unless you tell them specifically what you want, um, you have to be very clear because they'll take everything literal and then you're not going to get what you want. So I, I, I have taken that, that into consideration for what I'm manifesting now. Fast forward when that list didn't work out, the one with the Puerto Rican, I moved on and then I got, you know, he doesn't have to be Puerto Rican. He doesn't have to be five foot eight to six foot, that kind of stuff. I kind of was like, okay, well that didn't really work out. And I was trying to work more on the deal breakers and I got him and he was a narcissist and into Scientology type thing. So again, I was like, are you serious? <laughs> are you very serious? I told my angels and my guides before I even know, knew I was speaking to my angels and my guides, like what the heck? So I was very disillusioned. I just felt like I, I don't know what I'm doing. And then, um, I, I started to feel this need to fulfill the void for someone else in my life about, hmm, well, in the summertime. And right at that time is when uh, I met Ricky Goodall, who runs ayahuasca ceremonies in Canada, and he's also a musician. And I know I plugged him in before, but I'm plugging him again. If you guys are want to know about ayahuasca and somewhere nearby and legal, go to Canada. Well, I don't know if it's legal, but they do ayahuasca in Canada. Ricky Goodall, he's a musician. If you've never heard of the song Ayahuasca Cowboy, that's what he does. He also has like a like a Facebook type thing going on called The Tribe. And it's for people to encourage other people's dreams. So that's Ricky Goodall. So he offered me a one-on-one -on -one session where I could manifest anything I wanted. And I decided not to put other people first. I decided to put myself first and ask for a man. And that was very incredible for me because normally I wouldn't admit that. And he told, he's the one that told me to write every detail, every detail from how his, lay, his hair lays to the way he walks. And I did. I spent like four days on it. And um, before doing that, I also had let go of my conflict and beliefs. And if you listen to my last episode uh, that says manifesting my dream man, but first Ricky Goodall or something like that, it'll talk to you. It'll let you hear a statement that I, well, yeah, like almost like a goodbye letter to my old beliefs, my conflict and beliefs, so that I can let that go and start new before I wrote this list. So I wrote the list, and but something kept gnawing at me and gnawing at me to get rid of those major details. And I, I wish I could say that it was fear, but it wasn't fear. It was... Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't fear like you're, you're going to miss out on a guy if you get too detailed. Um, it was more like trust. 
Like, just trust that the universe will get him for you the way you want it. Just make out the details for what you want that's a deal breaker, what, what you want, what things you won't have because they're deal breakers. And what's really, really interesting about that is at that exact time, I came across a video called The Most Effective Method to Manifest Love and Beautiful Relationships by Leor Alexandra. L-E-E-O-R Alexandra. Alexandra. Now, my family just came into the kitchen, so they may be a little bit loud. So what I'm going to do is the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to read you my non-negotiables in my man. It's a little long list. And then I'm going to let you listen to, I think, what's about two to three minutes left of her uh, her speech that she gives on that video called The Most Effective Method to Manifest Love and Beautiful Relationships that's found on YouTube. And it would explain why I, I am not giving you the the very intimate details, like I said, like how his hair lays or how he stands. And I went straight to the deal breakers. It's almost like I was thinking it and then someone like her validates it and endorses that belief and so it's easier to go forward with it. So, here we go. Okay, so, before I start off, I want to say that one of the quotes that I have that I truly believe in is, ultimate health can only be achieved by having a healthy, intimate relationship with another human being. And I can't remember where that's from, but if you can find it, kudos to you. Again, physically, I let go of, you know, I want him to be 5'8 to 11. uh, Why I should put 5'11? I guess because my husband was like 6 or 6'1, and it just was like, I mean, I guess it was okay back then. It just, I'm not sure whether I'd be comfortable with that. But see, this is what I mean by that. But maybe I would be if he fits all these other things, all these non-negotiables. So I let that go. I won't run. I won't tell you about if I wanted to have a beard or whether whether I wanted him to be a cigarette smoker or not. I'm not going to do all of that or his body type. So I'm just going to go to the non-negotiables. The man, and we're going to talk about the Department of Health and Diet. The man of my dreams understands that eating the standard American diet which is often referred to as sad diet, is bad for the earth and the body, not to mention the animals. They understand how conventional food is cultivated and how animals are treated and take steps to either not participate entirely or at a micro level, he reduces his own participation. On his finances, he provides and protects me or he is at peace with what he does for a living. He loves his job. He has a balanced work and personal life. And I want to take that back because what I meant to say is he provides and protects me. He loves his job or he is at peace with what he does for a living. And he has a balanced work and personal life. Because earlier when I said it, it sounded optional. I want to make sure and change that. Academically, um, my relationship is with an extraordinary high caliber man who is self-actualized, a life learner. He is an articulate man, a solution-oriented man, but a man who can also just listen. Um, when we have disagreements there will always be repair nothing will go unresolved he is a man I can have deep conversations with and learn from emotionally he is honest, loyal, faithful trustworthy and patient he pampers me when I'm ill and gives me massages he has a high emotion quotient he anticipates my needs and is emotionally available 
He has healthy boundaries. He is a man who has a good relationship with his parents and his exes. He considers his parents' opinions, but ultimately makes his own decisions. My man speaks Spanish or loves my culture. And or loves my culture. He understands that supporting my family, both emotionally and financially, is a priority for me. And that I always want them very close to me. And if that means moving them in with us or us moving in with them, so be it. My family will never go to a hospice or retirement home. I want a man who remembers my birthday. For the better part of my life, people have forgotten my birthday, but my man always remembers it and celebrates it with or without money. If that means a trip to something exotic like Iceland or a planned or surprise trip to gaze at the stars in the back of a pickup truck cuddled in each other's arms, so be it. My man is decisive. He weighs his options and considers the risks and makes a decision and alters course along the way. He knows that making mistakes are okay as long as you learn from them. Love languages. My man has a zest for life matched only by my mom. My man speaks my three love languages, which are spending time with me, touching me often, and modest and genuine servings of affirmations. And I'm going to go ahead and change that on the spot. He also gifts me stuff, but it doesn't have to be extraordinarily high things. It could be like I was at the store and I know you wanted a journal. And, and so he gets it for me. It, didn't, it doesn't matter to me that it only cost him $3 because he got it at Ross. I don't care. Uh, like I said, even planned, uh, non or no cost or low cost um, stuff for us to do is on my list. He doesn't let a lack of money keep him from being romantic. He plans fun and romantic stuff for us to do. My love language also includes letting me talk and joking with me and having fun, and my man does that, and he smiles a lot. My man understands that I am a morning person, and he would never try to break my spirit. He listens to me when I talk because listening to me calms me down. He plays with my hair and massages my scalp and body often. My man dotes on me, adores me, admires me, and respects me, and I him. Attraction. There is mutual, genuine attraction and chemistry. Long gone are the days when I would take in someone just because they are a good person, ignoring the lack of chemistry. Long gone are the days when I would try to figure out what their needs and wants are, then attempt to change myself to be that person so I can convince them that I am the one for them, losing myself in the process. My man has excellent relationship tools to include but not limited to knowing how to disagree and how to recover from an argument. We view communication as a means to gain clarity and not confrontation. We communicate with vulnerability, respect, and understanding. We have a quality of dignity in the way we communicate. He is an effective communicator because he is articulate. He knows how to communicate his feelings, but he also knows how to listen and give and receive constructive criticism. He is loyal and naturally faithful. He is supportive of me and I of him. I feed off his positivity, and he and I both love, or we're both truth seekers. In our relationship, we know how to handle disagreements. We don't have the anxiety that comes after a disagreement. Will they leave? Does this mean it's over? Oh God, I think I said too much because we know there's always repair and preventative measures have been placed. We see disagreements as an opportunity to get to know each other better. We know each other's triggers and do our best to avoid them. We discuss what is the worst thing we both can do in an argument and then find ways to work around that. For example, the worst thing you can do to me in an argument is walk away followed by cursing at me. Even though I curse every day, I never curse at them and don't want that from them in an argument. So maybe something like tell me that they will be leaving for a bit but will come back at an exact time to finish talking about whatever it is that we were talking about and follow through 
without me having to remind them is a great example of this. Values and goals. He, like me, believes in free will and is altruistic and trustworthy. He reciprocates my efforts to nurture and grow our relationship because he, like me, is committed. He is supportive of me and my endeavors and I of his. He has his priorities in order and I am on the top of that list. I don't need to compete to be a priority in his life because he would not have it any other way. Spirituality. I want a man who has a spiritual relationship with plant medicines, who believes and has taken action to leave it as small of a carbon footprint as possible. Someone who is warm and approachable and easygoing, but that's healthy, has healthy boundaries. I want a man who understands that I have issues of abandonment and that will do his best not to trigger that in me as I work on healing them for the both of us. A man who understands that I'm in the midst of healing sexual trauma. Creativity. My man has creative outlets of his own. One of them is that he is a musician and the other is that he likes, loves, or is a dance enthusiast and encourages my own artistic and business endeavors with music and dancing. So he doesn't have to dance, but he needs to be encouraging with my world. Self-actualization. He is self-actualized and a high caliber man. He has critical thinking skills, bring out the best in each other and raise each other's vibrations and help each other become the best versions of ourselves. We allow each other to do the things we love. We are dedicated to constant growth, both as individuals and as a couple. Authenticity, peace and acceptance. Our relationship brings us peace and energizes us. He is considerate and would never ask me for something I can't possibly provide. I am free to be unequivocally all of me in his presence. I am free to share, take risks, and complain about the people in my life that get on my motherfucking nerves because it's cathartic and it's fun. He, he doesn't necessarily need to curse, but it doesn't bother him that I do. His presence makes me feel calm and safe. My man brings out the feminine in me and I bring out the masculine in him. I need and crave consistency and he provides that. I do not have to be a mind reader with him because if he feels that I have wronged him, he takes it upon himself to let me know in a manner that makes me want to fix it. Being around him does not create anxiety in me, nor does it make me doubt myself. I do not doubt my place or role in his life. Any doubt I would have would be considered insult. He His touch feels like home. His energy and touch intuitively knows whether to energize me or calm me down. My partner and I have mutual values and compatible goals. We both value free will and altruism and effective communication. We are life learners, always evolving and working on becoming a better us, and we encourage each other's personal growth. We have a grounded relationship that gets deeper and deeper each year. And we do a lot of that by anticipating each other's needs. And if two people are constantly anticipating and trying to make the other person happy, well, we're both, you know, we're happy as individuals, but life is better with that other person because we're doing that. Laughter and fun category. We are very playful with each other. We make each other laugh a lot. He loves that I fart under the bed sheet unannounced and wait for him to smell it. That's like non-negotiable. I do this to my sister and think it is a hallmark of a lasting intimate relationship. He is very sarcastic, but not hurtful. He is my best friend. Everything is better when we are together. Our love is deep. We complement each other. His love feels like the level of love Mama Ayahuasca showed me was possible. We always have each other's best interest at heart. We love spending time with each other, but we also respect our time apart. My man inspires me, and I him. Whew, that was a lot, huh? 
Okay, so those were the non-negotiables. Yeah. So as I said, um, in between those non-negotiables that I wrote were more detailed, um, was more detailed text that I grayed out so that I wouldn't speak them into existence because what I want is I want to trust, not I want, I am trusting the universe. That's it. So I don't even need that list. Even though I created that list and I am sharing it with you, I am letting go of that list and the details because I trust that the universe would not bring me anymore someone who does not, whose values and goals are not compatible with mine anymore. Those days are gone. And like I said earlier, that I was going to let you listen to Lee or Alexandra from YouTube, the most effective method to manifest love and beautiful relationships. She talks at the 11 minute and 14 second mark, how she had all these lists and then she let it go. And it was her speech that gave me the impetus and the validation and endorsement I needed to let go of my own list. And it was her words. So I hope that you guys can hear this because because um, I don't have a major nice speaker <laughs> or a microphone. I've learned that I don't have a list. I've had this list of everything that I need for so long. And now that I've been loved well and that I love myself so deeply, I don't have a list anymore. I have ultimate trust and faith in the creator and the divine and in the universe, in myself, in my higher self, my angels, my guides, and, you know, the, just the synchronicities of the universe that there's a higher intelligence that knows exactly what's perfect for me and probably knows better than I do on this earthly human level. As I transcended these relationships and as I learned from them and as my list expanded and got smaller, ultimately it disappeared. I have no requirements now. And I'm open to true, genuine, raw, authentic love that's not constrained by any boundaries. Because I have that love for myself. I had that love for all my old relationships. I have that love for my family, for my friends, for you. And because of that, when we get to that place, when we're like, oh, I can just trust and receive, that's where exactly what we need. That's where it meets us. If you so that's it. I'm going to cut it off there. So I trust that the creator, that the universe, that a higher intelligence knows exactly what's right for me and that I am more ready now than ever. And it feels good to let that go. And I think there's a part of me that just wants to cry because I've been wanting to, oof, I've been wanting to do this podcast and just let go of it. Just put that out there and just trust that the universe will bring that person that will bring a mutually beneficial relationship, meaning I don't want to be so beneficial. This has been part of my problem in my life. All the men that come into my life, for the most part, I've been beneficial to them. And I basically end up grooming them inadvertently. Like I, I you know, they, they kind of like, it's kind of like this meme that I have on Facebook where like I no longer date. I just house them until they find, the men find their forever home. And then because I groom them, they're much better uh, partners for their 
partner after me. And I've always wondered, well, when am I going to get someone that's my match? Someone that teaches me, someone that's there for me. When am I going to get someone that's going to, I'm going to learn from? Or that even if they're my equal, we can learn together and grow together. It's always been me self-reflecting, me with self-awareness, me constantly trying to change to make that other person's life better. And I'm done. I'm done with that. And I'm sorry that all my my top three videos, sorry, not my videos, my anchor podcast has been me breaking down, but, you know, my podcast is going to be pretty bipolar. Like, it's some days I'm going to be happy, some days I'm going to be great. It just sucks that these last three, they seem like I'm pretty depressed, but they're almost like tears of joy to let that go, to let, to just trust. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think the other reason why I might be crying or was crying is because it's like a finish line. Like, I feel like I just crossed the finish line, and this is where I was trying to get my whole life, is to just trust that I'm on the right path. Okay, guys, well, thank you guys for listening. And um, peace out. Word to your mama.